Hello, my name is Diane Schindler. You are listening to In the Know. This podcast show includes writing tips, travel tips, and my views of life from savvy and thoughtful to quirky and humorous. I hope you enjoy the show. I can't wait to tell you this story. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you up to date in my recent thriller, Claim Denied. I will talk about small town genre and my visit to a small town in 2001, 2003, a couple times in 2001 and 2003, and my decision to fictionalize the small town into another book. I will talk about the research I have been on about this small town and an incredible surprise. (laughs) An incredible surprise. This is really about a week or two in the life of a writer, and maybe this happens to other writers. I don't know, but I was blown away. You may know I have been writing Claim Denied. It's a thriller. On September 15th, I sent it to seven beta readers, and they have it now. But let me tell you, just give you a a brief overview of this Claim Denied novel. So it goes like this. A feisty and outspoken Margot Evelyn Hart and her fiancé, the charming and wealthy activist Andre Orlov Stefan, left Minnesota to launch a new life abroad. Their plan? He'd work for the State Department, and she would teach English. Together, they'd make a difference in people's lives throughout the world, one country at a time, starting in Pristina, Kosovo. With days within their arrival in Pristina, her world crashed. Margot learned someone had killed Andy with a single gunshot to the back of his head. She refused to believe it until an ominous stranger banged on her door and she learned undeniable facts. Andy was dead and she was prey. Margot knew one person in all of Kosovo, Andy's friend, Gray Valentin. She loathed the rotund and awkward know-it-all, but he was her only hope of untangling this traumatic murder. Why would anyone want to kill her beloved Andy? How had she then become the hunted? Can she decode the clues in time? And will she survive? That's the blurb on the back of the cover for Claim Denied. Check the program notes for publication information. As I said, I sent it out to seven beta readers. Now two have already gotten back to me. My friend Marilyn in Spain, she's from California, but she's living in Spain. And my friend slash colleague Deb, who I worked with in Wisconsin. Both of them said the novel ending shocked them and they were not happy. I had to write a sequel. They felt like it was a cliffhanger, and I had to write a sequel. Deb said, promise me, promise me, promise me you're writing a sequel. And I said, I'm writing a sequel. So there that began. 
Meanwhile, I had been working, been researching a little bit about small town genre with my friend, Dr. J, PhD, former sex therapist, turned erotica writer, and now romance novel writer. With this time while I while the beta readers had claimed denied, I was doing some marketing, but I also was digging into small town genre. Through the process of chatting with Dr. J about small town genre, I remembered I had visited this lovely small town in Virginia. Oh, I think I went there two or three times, and it had to be 2001 or two or three around that time, frankly, just between you and me. I was in an increasingly unhappy marriage, and I would escape to this little town. I found it beautiful. It was on the eastern shore. I stayed at a B&B, and the woman who owned the B&B had purchased it just two years earlier. She was from Alaska. When she was in Alaska, she saw that this big house in this little community was for sale. She bought it sight unseen, sold everything, and moved into her B&B. And that's where I stayed whenever I went to the small community. I'm not going to tell you the name of this town because I'm, I'm, I'm planning to fictionalize it. This small town had, when I was visiting, had five fine dining restaurants. Population was about 1,200. One movie theater, which I think showed a movie on the weekends, maybe. I met some people who had sailed down the Atlantic, came into a storm, ran into a storm, pulled over on their boat. Do you pull over in a boat? Docked their boat in this little community, fell in love with it, bought a restaurant. So now, in my fictional Selby, it's a small town on the eastern shore. There's a B&B owner that is from Alaska. There are restaurant owners that came down on that boat. Old, old restaurant on the pier that was not only a restaurant but a bait shop. And they had a liar's bench where the old men, my age now probably, sat and told stories. I love this little community. I told Dr. J, I really want to include this little town as the setting for this next novel. So with Deb and Marilyn saying, you have to write a sequel, that's what I'm doing. I started digging in to the history of this little community. I've decided to call it Selby. That's the fictionalized name of an actual town. And of course, this actual town will be embellished in the way in which I want it to be embellished to fit the goals of my next book. As I was digging into the, the history of this small town, I came across a five-day challenge from Jay Thorne. Now, Jay Thorne is a prolific author. He's a podcaster. He's a story-accredited editor. And he has written a book called The Three-Story Method. He ran a five-day workshop. It was free, at which time he required that we really write, uh, you know, the sort of the skeleton of a book. So that's what I did. 
as I was writing and working on this five-day class, as I said, I was, I was digging into the history, and I came across an article written in the Baltimore Sun in 2001 by Nancy Taylor Robson. I'm reading this little article, and it really describes what I'm calling Selby now, ex exactly how it was when I visited. Then I'm reading down. I read the second, the third, and I come down to the fifth paragraph, and it begins like this. Today, Peter Johnson... I stopped dead in my tracks. I know a Peter Johnson, but you know what, Diane, I said to myself. There are lots of Peters. There are lots of Johnsons. There are a lot of Peter Johnsons in the world coincidence. I continue to read. It says, that's how Peter Johnson, a real estate developer from Washington, I thought, oh boy, the Peter Johnson I knew worked in Washington, and his Cuban-born wife, Alicia. I know a Peter Johnson, and I know his wife, Alicia. Stop. Time for the backstory. I moved to Amelia Island, Florida in around 2006, started playing tennis at the Ritz-Carlton. Well, lo and behold, guess what? The Ritz-Carlton decided they were going to cover up the tennis courts. Yes, the Ritz-Carlton decided it would cover over paradise and build a parking lot. The Joni Mitchell song, the Joni Mitchell song. So they were closing down. And then, you know, all of us who were playing tennis were challenged. Well, what we did is have a funeral party. Our last day to play tennis at the Ritz-Carlton. We played all afternoon. And then in that evening, we had cheese and wine and potluck food. And we sat there and talked about how we, what we were going to do and it was a wonderful evening, but we were sad. Well, up steps. Peter Johnson said, you know, we should start our own tennis club. We can do that right here on the island. How many of you are interested? And we all said that we were interested well. The Craft Tennis Club was born. A hundred of us were the initial founders, the initial me members of this Craft Tennis Club. That's how I knew Peter Johnson. I had met his wife, Alicia. Peter Johnson and I had few conversations. All that I knew was that he worked for the government before he came to Amelia Island. But mostly we talked about tennis. Uh, we talked a little bit about politics, but mostly we talked about tennis. I think he moved, he and Alicia moved to Mexico. I think it was in 2013. Let's go back to the Baltimore Sun article written in 2001. I want to quote from parts of that article. This is the Peter Johnson I knew. You know what happened? 
They were cruising on their sailboat in 1995 when a three-day northeast storm kicked up in the lower Chesapeake Bay. To escape the pounding waves, they scooted onto this little community. Johnson remembers, quote, as we came up to the river, it just kept getting prettier and prettier. When we got to the end, it was like reaching a pot of gold. This is how he's quoted in this Baltimore Sun article. That night... And for the next two, they sat for hours, sipping wine and talking about life, relishing the tranquility and the sense of history in this little community. They fantasized by chucking the urban grind and moving here. Usually, such late night getting away from it all fantasies evaporate after a couple of slugs of morning coffee. But two weeks later, when the Hopkins House of Victorian Beauty in need of restoration came on the market, the Johnsons bought it. Well, I emailed Peter Johnson when I read this article. I said, Peter, this is Diane, do you remember me? He writes back immediately. He said, Diane, yes, I lived there. I loved it there. So let's pause here for a moment and summarize. I'm writing a thriller, takes place in Kosovo. My beta, a couple of my beta readers say, you must write a sequel. I've been thinking about this small town genre, reminds me of this little community I visited and I agreed to write a sequel. I'm going to use this little town in Virginia as the setting. I will fictionalize it. I will call it Selby for all kinds of reasons, which I won't bore you with. And, you know, I just need to tell you, I need to reiterate this. Peter Johnson never told me anything about the sailboat, the sailboat and the storm before I read about it in the Baltimore Sun. I, I mean, I am, I am stammering because the level of excitement about the serendipity, the universe is saying to me, you have to write this book. You have to write this book. So what have I done? I finished Jay Thorne's five-day challenge, The Three-Story Method. My next novel, a sequel following Claim Denied, will be a thriller. It will take place in a small community in Selby on the eastern shore of Virginia. I have the conflict. I have the B&B owner. I have the old man Wilson in town. This is all fiction. I have the aunt who owns the art gallery and the granddaughter and the couple who own the restaurant now since they were escaping the storm. The doctor, the coroner, it's a thriller, you know, as well as the local attorney. And I submitted all that. It's a 15-page document. The thorn challenge of the three-story method. That will be a very, actually, pretty specific outline, including 15 obligatory scenes that are in a thriller. And I'll put that away and aside while I'll get ready for the onslaught of my beta readers telling me how much I need to improve Claim Denied. <laughs> just had to share this story with you because it, it but it just blew me away the universe is telling me I have to write this novel so a simple day week month in the life of a writer 
that's how I usually think of my stories. They grow out of places I've been. Claim Denied is set in Pristina, Kosovo. I was there for some time, and eight, eight months in total. So this next novel will take place in Selby, Virginia. Thank you so much for listening to In the Know. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing and sharing it with your family and friends. You can like this episode, leave a comment, and even add a rating. Your support is very important to the success of In the Know. Thank you for listening and see you next time.